counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, Wags. Um, so here we are, we're heading in, we've got Carolina coming up, uh, snow is on the ground, it's definitely Packer season. Yeah, for sure, and I like the way you put that, we've got Carolina coming up, not uh, going to spend a lot of time looking in the rearview mirror after that last game, as we just said before we started recording. Yeah. Not a lot to say, uh, just uh, pretty much an uninspired uh, game of football, and it was one of those games where you could just tell from the start that there wasn't a lot of energy and um, with the way that the Chargers uh, went out there and controlled time for possession, even down just 6 nothing after those uh, first two Chargers offensive possessions, really just didn't feel like it was going to be our week, did it? No, I, there, wasn't, there was definitely a lack of energy, I thought, this week. Uh, I think it's – I've thought a lot about this. I'll be honest. I'm not too worried about it. I thought that uh, we were due for a game. We weren't going to go 15-1. and one. Um, I thought that the week prior against Kansas City was kind of a prime, quote-unquote, letdown game or, or trap game. Uh, we ended up uh, coming on pretty hot, I thought, and played to, to our ability that week. But uh, I think then heading out, heading out west that way and, and doing that, I think maybe spending – perhaps one day too long in L.A. I saw that Coach LaFleur is rethinking how long we'll be uh, spending time out west uh, for future weeks. Um, I think it was just kind of a perfect storm of uh, traveling out west, a lot of big games prior to this. Uh, the team was just flat. Uh, they weren't really clicking on any cylinders. I thought the offensive line played pretty poor. Uh, the, the, um, you know, a lot of flags, a lot of flags on the offensive line. And it just, but it was kind of a team effort in a negative way this past week. And I think, uh, you and I, I can speak for us, I think, and certainly the Green Bay Packers are ready to move on. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, I agree. If, if it's just a one game situation, let's come back, bounce back, hope we get a nice strong performance and could get a win this week. I, I, feel like we were almost playing with house money. Certainly, you never like to go out there and, and lose a game. But as you said, this isn't a team that is going to go 15-1 and one or I mean, even 14-2 and two or 13-3 and three is asking a lot. They still have a chance to um, finish strong and, and hopefully uh, contend for a top uh, one or two seed here in the NFC. But uh, uh, everything's out in front of them, and I, I do feel like we were playing a little bit of house money um, the last few weeks, and we've, we've had some fortune on our side for sure. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody that would have been too disappointed before the season with a chance to go into the bye week with record of 8-2. and two. In fact, Dane, I have to be honest with you, before, even after those first couple of weeks when we started off 2 or 3-0, and oh, I kind of looked ahead to the schedule and said, okay, it's great to get to this Nice start, get a couple wins under our belt. Now, if we can play some solid football and get to the bye week at seven and three, I, at that point, even after a couple of weeks into the season, would have been really thrilled with that 
So we've already got seven and three for sure locked up with the seven victories. So again, I still think we have a chance to be playing with house money a little bit ahead of, of where we even expected to be. So um, I'm just going to put that one in the rearview mirror as well. Good. Yeah. And now we get Carolina. They're coming back to Green Bay. Um, I, I think that um, there's certainly some matchup challenges. I think that's an understatement uh, with the running back position there in Carolina. Uh, however, I, what I'm really curious about, I really believe that this Packer team, when they're playing and they're clicking on all cylinders, we can hang and we can beat anybody in the league. Um, so uh, I, I just look at a little bit of what Carolina does, but really more importantly this week, I think it's important for the Packers to impose their will uh, on the Carolina Panthers' defense, and it starts with the offensive line. And Wags, I'm looking for a big bounce-back week from our offensive line. I thought last week was um, a really tough game uh, for, for a number of guys along the line. David Bakhtiari, uh, certainly, but I expect I, David Bakhtiari doesn't have two bad games in a row. David Bakhtiari rarely has even an average game. He's such a talent at the left tackle position, but I think this week is a prime matchup for this Packers offensive line to dominate the line of scrimmage, uh, start to play the ball, run the ball downhill against Carolina, and I look for the Packers to get back on track by running the football, uh, which will open up uh, Aaron Rodgers in this offense for some big plays. Yeah, and they're going to need to. That's been the key to the previous few weeks uh, before we face the Chargers is getting that run game going and uh, basically being the team that is controlling the uh, time of possession, uh, getting some first downs, that third down efficiency um, had really been picking up um, the last few weeks as well uh, before this last week against the Chargers. Uh, in fact, I think they were up over 60% um, against the Chiefs. So uh, this is a, a Carolina defense that – while it has some individuals that are very talented and very athletic, I don't know as a whole if if this is a defense that the Packers should be overly concerned about. I, I agree. I think this this is a game where we expect them to come back home to Lambeau. And um, it's the uh, weather's turning a little bit. Uh, let's do a little ground and pound, uh, get some play action going. I think um, um, the speed of this Carolina uh, a second level of that linebacking group can be negated a little bit by having to wear those longer cleats and, and with the uh, condition of the turf up there in Lambeau, with it being a little wet, uh, getting some snow on that ground, a little colder. So uh, I, I think the matchups are favorable in this one. And, and I do think that uh, the way that the team performed last week, as you said, both individually and collectively, um, I, I think I expect that got their attention uh, they'll be focused in, in film sessions already this week, and they'll go, go out there and be ready to go. Yeah, Wags, I really do see this. Uh, you're right, and I see this as a real opportunity for the Packers to uh, head into this bye week. Uh, you know, there's no excuses, certainly, this week. Uh, now you can just leave it all out on the field. Uh, one thing that I am fascinated about, and I actually expected to to a slight degree was, um, you know, bringing a talent back in like Devontae Adams, you know, it's not a video game, right? So, yeah, he's one of the best receivers in the league, and uh, on paper, uh, just putting a, a stud back out there, of course the offense is going to be better, and I think long-term the offense will be better, uh, but I do think that Aaron Rodgers, uh, as anybody 
uh, leans on the most talented guys at times. And I think that um, something that I'd like to see is uh, this offense continuing to be creative, this last game notwithstanding, uh, mixing the running backs in in the passing game just a little bit more, and utilizing Devontae Adams not necessarily as a, sa- a security blanket or as a bailout player on a third and three, uh, but but rather as just another weapon because the Packers have shown all year, and especially in the month of October where we didn't lose a football game, that there's a lot of guys that are able to step up and play some really good football for the Packers. So I'm really going to be fascinated to see the game plan against Carolina uh, and, and see if we're able to utilize Devontae to his skills, but also make sure that we're putting some of these other players that stepped up in his absence in the right position to make big plays. Yeah, and no disrespect to the Panthers, but I think they might be one of those teams that folks like to say is a good, bad team. Um, their victories this season, um, I, I think really only one win is, is okay. It stands out is, is that was their win against Houston in week four. And I don't really think Houston's all that great, to be honest with you, Dane. But um, they've lost to the Rams. They've lost to Tampa Bay. And they've, they, they got smoked by San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. Other than that, they have wins against the Arizona Cardinals, um, Houston, Jacksonville, um, a neutral field win against Tampa Bay, and then they won this past week against Tennessee. So this is not exactly a murderer's row of opponents uh, that the Panthers has faced, and they haven't really faced very many good quarterbacks, and they're giving up a lot of points. Uh, in fact, they're 25th in the league, it looks like. They're giving up just under 26 points per game. So this is certainly a game that I expect the Packers' offense to bounce back in a big way. And I would like to, uh, yes, get Devontae going, but more importantly, uh, I want to make sure that uh, some of those secondary guys get going a little bit. Now that uh, Devontae is going to get a little bit of that wide receiver one attention, it's time for uh, MVS, it's time for Geronimo uh, to, to make some splash plays here. Um, and they've been quiet, I think, for too long, aside from uh, a nice second half against the Raiders. Uh, we need those guys to step up this week and give an opposing offenses or defenses, I'm sorry, yet another thing to have to prepare for and another thing to have to be on the lookout for as they get ready to pay, face this Packers offense. Yeah, and... Uh, I mean, Wags, uh, between the two of them, uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I mean, what do you, what do you expect here? It's going to be a cold day at Lambeau Field, which I really think plays into our hands. I think Rodgers, um, well, I, I think that actually, um, you know, this loss was kind of a wake-up call a little bit, and obviously we'll see how they respond on Sunday. Uh, but I think it was a bit of a wake-up call to some of these younger guys because there's a lot of young talent that, um, yeah, we're good, but you can't just go through the motion. Now, we weren't there. We weren't in practice this week, but kind of glomming off of some of the comments that we've heard, um, it doesn't sound like focus was quite where it needed to be compared to past weeks. Um, so all of that's to say, looking at our running back position, I mean, I, are you thinking 20 touches from our running backs this week? I think that 20 to 25 touches between the two of them would spell a recipe a recipe of really good success in this offense. But what's your take? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I definitely think that we're going to go back to, to seeing 
um, both of those guys out there and getting a lot of touches. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, some even additional formations and packages with both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. We've seen more and more of that as the season's gone on. They get a, got a little bit out of sorts, a little bit away from that last week. And, um, folks, I don't think Devontae Adams coming back was the reason the Packers offense struggled last week. But I will say that it seemed like Aaron Rodgers was maybe a little bit too locked in on Devontae early, perhaps wanting to get him involved and get him in some rhythm. Um, so I, it's understandable. But um, the, the way that this offense has gotten going uh, in the last month uh, before this prior game was uh, running the ball and getting the, the short pass game to those running backs uh, going early in the game. And that's just opened so many things up. Um, if, if Listen, if we've got to have Luke Keekley uh, running out into the flat, worried about covering Aaron Jones, and now we've got Jamal Williams able to uh, take the football and pound it off tackle for five, six, seven yards or more, um, that's going to be a winning recipe, I think, this week against the Carolina defense. Yep, yep, totally agree. Um Weggs shifting to the defensive side of the ball, uh, maybe a little bit here. Uh, I'm concerned with some of the big plays, certainly, that this defense has given up. Uh, but per the usual, I think we're really uh, opportunistic on defense. Uh, weren't able to really tilt the field the, the way that maybe we would have liked to have seen, as we have in some of the past weeks. Uh, but I think this week, throw the record out a little bit and uh, with, with what, how, what this team has been doing, this Carolina Panthers team has been doing with Cam Newton out. Um, I've got to think that the Packers have a real opportunity to make Kyle Allen incredibly uncomfortable at Lambeau. It's going to be a really loud environment. Sure, Allen can win some football games, and he has won some football games, but I, I think that this pass rush is going to be pretty relentless on Sunday, and um, I'm expecting some of the Packer defensive backs to be uh, trying to um, undercut some routes, jump some routes, and um, and um, I, I expect the Packer defense to do absolutely everything they can to take McCaffrey out of the game. Uh, certainly that is way easier said than done, as McCaffrey has gutted pretty much every team that they've played this year. Uh, but I do see opportunities for the Packers defense uh, to to get to takeaways this week and uh, and really tilt the field in the Packers' feet. Uh Absolutely. And one of the things that's going to be very important, uh, we say it every week and it's sort of a cliche, but this Carolina offense is a little bit of a slower starting offense. Um, they're in the bottom third of the league in scoring in the first quarter, and then it starts to get better from there. In fact, they're in the top they're the second uh, highest scoring team, it looks like, in third quarter. So they usually come out stronger in the second half um, and get better as the game goes along, which I suppose makes sense when you've got a dynamic of a playmaker as they do in Christian McCaffrey. Um, if they can get that run game going and they they can stick with it and stay in this game, um, and, and believe me, I understand McCaffrey can hurt you in the pass game, just as much, if not more, than he can as a runner. But uh, th that all being said, um, if they can limit his effectiveness because they've, they've got to be playing from behind um, for, for the entire game or most of the game uh, and then keep our foot to the pedal, 
that's going to, I think, um, really open up some opportunities and hopefully get um, us on the right side of the turnover department again this week. We haven't really – we've been doing a great job of holding on to the ball offensively, but only four six turnovers in the last six games. Um, and, and this is a defense that it, we never said we were going to be, you know, able to just line up and stop everybody um, all the time. We do need to get those turnovers forced in order to – um, to, to really unleash the potential of what we can do um, and, and get back to getting after the quarterback a little bit more. So um, I, I agree with you, Dane. I think those are all big keys. I, I would uh, also like to see some, some additional blitz packages. Um, you know, that front four has done uh, overall a, a pretty nice job, but just hasn't been closing as much as we'd like to see. I, I really like to see uh, Ibrahim Campbell. They've already mentioned that he's going to be out there as as an inside linebacker in the dime formation, um, kind of the role that they've been having a revolving door at ever since Raven Green went down early in the season. Uh, and so I, I think it's been mentioned by several players and coaching staff that they're excited to see Campbell back there. Um, and uh, that allows Adrian Amos to slide back into more of his normal position. Um, I think um, uh, Shannon Sullivan's done a nice job out there, but um, we like to see him more in, in that um, um, uh, slot position, covering as a corner, I think, rather than playing deep as a safety. Um, so I, I think people are a little bit more comfortable. Um, and overall, just hopefully that would limit some of the big plays that we've been seeing out of opposing offenses this last five or six weeks of the season. Wedge, and, and I just have to – I have to completely agree with you, and the guy, I really, my player to watch this week is, in fact, Ibrahim, Ibrahim, uh, uh, excuse me, Campbell, who a lot of Packer fans that watched last year's slog at the safety position remember as one of the uh, few bright spots uh, that that came in. He understands Coach Pettin's defense really well. Can play some safety, but as you said, Wags is going to be lining up in that dime linebacker role. Uh, I mean, after Green went down, we've seen Will Redmond, who's, who's I think played reasonably well there. Obviously, Oren Burks will play that role at times. B.J. Goodson. Uh, we've seen a lot of kind of guys just circulate through that position, but uh, I think that that position more than maybe any week this year is is as important as ever uh going up against um uh, against uh, McCaffrey and uh I'm, I'm just going to be fascinated to watch him play so so folks who are watching you're going to see number 35 out there uh, that's uh, the number that he's going to be wearing out there i expect him wags to be on the field an awful lot on Sunday, no rest for the weary. You know, he's just coming off of this injury, but I expect him to be out there early and often uh, to, to be able to try to cover that running back position, maybe uh, get some coverage on Greg Olson. They're, they're aging, but also very talented tight end. Uh, but as you said, uh, it should allow for Amos to kind of play more natural position. He's been playing some of the nickel role recently, and that's just out of position, and it's not allowing Coach Pett to necessarily dial up what he wants to do. Um, so I'm not saying that Cam Campbell's the difference maker, but what I am saying is that in a matchup like this this week, I feel a little bit more comfortable than I would have even a couple weeks ago. Uh, McCaffrey's going to get his, folks. Uh, I don't think anybody stopped him this year. He's going to get his. Uh, but if you can limit that 
and try to make uh, the quarterback beat the Packers on the outside, I really like our chances this week. Yeah, and um, and, and one thing to be watching for is this Carolina uh, offense does fumble the ball an average of one time per game in terms of number of fumbles lost, which is quite a bit. That's actually second worst in the league. Um, so they're, they're not throwing a lot of interceptions. So Allen's done a pretty good job there. They're kind of middle of the road, but, um, the last three games, uh, they've thrown, uh, he's thrown four interceptions. So, uh, he's, he'll, he'll throw the ball up. Uh, we just got to be opportunistic and, uh, definitely with this cold weather, um, I, I haven't looked ahead yet to what the forecast is going to be yet on Sunday, but, um, we've got to keep, uh, the ball, um, you know, uh, slapping at the ball trying to knock that loose and jump on it and be opportunistic if it drops out there on the field of turf um, and, uh, and run the other way. I would really love to see a defensive touchdown this week, Dane. I'm not going to lie. You'd like to see that anytime. It seems like we're a little bit overdue. Um, and I, hopefully this is the week because um, if we can get some, some points from the defense in addition to some turnovers, uh, that's going to, I think, swing things in our favor in a big, big way. Yeah, and Wags, uh, to, to, to answer your question, roughly kickoff time on Sunday as of now, uh, it's going to be about 32 to 30 degrees at Lambeau Field. So perfect football weather, that nice cold weather. These Carolina guys don't know what's going to hit them. I don't think getting into this cold weather. And uh, speaking of that, I, I had to smile it's been snowing here in Wisconsin, and Wags, I don't know if you had a chance to see this. I'm sure you have, uh, but Coach LaFleur had the Packers practice outside today in the elements, said this is the only way you can prepare for it is to be in it, and uh, it just made me smile, this Packer team. I think that they are really preparing, and, and really uh, they're setting the tone uh, under Coach LaFleur's leadership uh, to take pride in being tough guys in the cold elements, and I think it's going to pay dividends this week and certainly down the road as the season progresses and gets even colder at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I, I agree, and I don't know if it has anything to do with you know some of the physicality or maybe lack thereof at times um, in, in the last few weeks, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and that's not – me questioning their effort, but the focus hasn't always been there. There's been some quite a few whiffs and tackles. Um, I'm seeing uh, a few more plays where um, we're getting carried by the um, the uh, running back forward. Um, every time we tackle a guy, it seems like he's falling forward for an extra two or three yards. So th- those are some things that are a little bit frustrating um, as a fan when, when we're watching the team and it doesn't seem like we're we're necessarily getting as many of those impact plays certainly it's hard in this league to you know make those plays every time but we've got to be able to win some of those matchups and it seems like we've been on the losing end of a few too many of those recently um those guys up front i think uh they'll be ready with a little bit more attitude um they did as you said earlier have a a little bit of a tough week. I think on both sides of the football, we got pushed around a little bit. So, um, yeah, getting out there in the cold, I think that'll get their attention in a hurry, whether it was punitive or not, um, or just <laughs> preparation. And I'm using air quotes right now. Um, I do think that'll be 
a good call by Coach McClure and this uh, the rest of this coaching staff. Yeah, and I you're right. And talking about physicality, I do question a little bit. Kenny Clark has been playing an awful lot of snaps this year, and uh, of course he's one of the more talented defensive lines in this league, certainly in the NFC. However, uh, there there is a, maybe a, a bit of a concern. Maybe I'm reading more into it than I should. That he could be getting a little run down or tired. Obviously, we're going to be heading into a bye week. And Wags, I I can't uh, state enough how important I think this bye week being this late in the year is for this Packer team, especially this year. Um, you know, if we're able to to get a victory on Sunday. Going into it eight and two with that rest would be uh, absolutely wonderful news. But I am watching Kenny Clark a little bit. He's still holding his ground at the point of attack. Uh, however, there's just a couple snaps here or there where I'm going, oh man, he looks a little gassed. Um, but I think that some of it is, uh, you know, is going to kind of be. Um, uh, helpful with this bye week coming up, but just something to keep in mind as the season continues to wear on because I am seeing the Packers now maybe a little bit more rotating guys in. It was nice to see Tyler Lancaster help force a fumble, um, you know, and, and get a little bit active in there and uh, doing some of the stuff that he's been doing, but um, just something to keep in mind. And the other guy to watch is Blake Martinez, who, but you know, plays basically every snap every week, uh, but I think and I don't like to be too critical of our guys all the time, but I also I'm not going to be um, disingenuous. Um, he's been beating coverage quite a bit this year, and uh, I've been watching that, and I think that obviously people on tape are watching that, and they see a liability at times in the pass coverage in the middle of the field. Um, so another thing to keep in mind, and I'm just kind of uh, fascinated as the season goes on, if Coach Pett is going to be scheming things a little bit differently, because um, you know Blake makes tackles. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but it's increasingly pass-heavy league. Um, I, I'm wondering if maybe we see him rotate off a little bit more. Uh, I'm wondering if we scheme him closer to the line of scrimmage, uh, but just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. I mean. I don't like to be critical either. I think I, I levied a little bit of criticism against Blake a couple of weeks ago, um, but this isn't really anything new. It's uh, He's struggled in pass coverage his entire career. That's just not his forte. Um, to be honest with you, our, our defense was so horrible the last few seasons that nobody really saw it. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and the concern, one concern I do have with Blake um, yeah, he gets a lot of tackles, but uh, there's been a lot of other uh, beat writers that have been writing about it and noticing it here, too. Most of those tackles are coming, you know, three, four, five yards downfield before there's any point of contact. At the middle linebacker position, that's a huge problem. Um, he just not playing with the physicality he needs to and being decisive in, in, in you know, um, in moving downhill uh, when there's a run uh, situation. And just to not to get too technical, folks, but one of the things that you're always taught as a linebacker is to um, when you have a blocker coming downfield, you have to move downhill, which means you're moving towards the running back and the blocker and the line of scrimmage. You want to uh, meet them with physicality, but then you have an assignment. So you need to uh, try to play to one shoulder pad of that offensive lineman or fullback and try to rip through. And what that does is then any defensive guys, either um, a linebacker coming from the weak side 
or perhaps a cornerback or safety coming behind you can then go the opposite direction. And when the running back cuts back into the hole, they're able to be moving downhill and hopefully make that tackle. That becomes their responsibility. Um, but when Blake just stands straight up, uh, now the guys behind him, uh, I have to slow down and can't make a decision either. So he might be getting a lot of tackles, but he's not playing, you know, good team fundamental football when he's doing that. So um, he's really got to step up on, on the rush defense too. Uh, and it, it, I, in fact, dare I say, I think um, this Packers defense isn't going to get better until we start getting a more even distribution of tackles. If Blake Martinez continues to get 14 or 15 tackles a game, uh, I think we've got a real serious problem uh, going into the second half of the season. Yeah, no, I, you're you're absolutely right. It's just something that I think uh, is certainly becoming more and more noticeable uh, as the season progresses, and it's something that I think I'm, I'm hopeful is correctable uh, through uh, maybe a number of different channels. Uh, I, I do wonder a little bit if you know Blake playing so many darn snaps. I think last week he missed one snap uh, because he was shaken up, but most weeks, I mean, I don't know if the the kid comes off the field. I don't know if that plays into it. Um, it's uh, you know, it's not my decision. Obviously, the coaching staff really likes his communication skills. He's the guy who's calling a lot of these plays in, and there's a ton of value to that as well. Uh, but it's just something to keep in mind. But I, I do think that when this Packer defense is playing, uh, you know, at a high level, Wags, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's when these guys are all chipping in and these guys are gang tackling and group tackling, and that's just something we're going to absolutely have to do this week because McCaffrey, they're going to be throwing this ball out of the backfield and they're going to be challenging the Packers to make open field tackles. And um, I'm really hopeful that this team is able to um, be up to this challenge. Uh, it's been a little bit of up and down, I think, this year. Uh, but I, I am hopeful that this week that these guys are able to wrap up or at least slow McCaffrey down or else it could be a bit of a long day. Yeah, uh, and we'll, I, we'll see. I, I think I agree. I think it's correctable. But these guys need to trust each other and get back to, uh, you know, cleaning up some of those fundamentals. Um and not trying to do too much themselves. And, and again, to be, now to be fair to Blake, he's had to kind of be a one man show out there uh, in the past. So that's just kind of how (laughs) he's had to play football um, for uh, pretty much his entire career with the Packers. Um, It's interesting to note that uh, Oren Burks has been healthy now for a, a good solid month. And he's hardly getting any snaps out there, Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I don't know if it's just what what the coaching staff is seeing in those limited opportunities. It it just must not be enough, or if uh, the you know the packages that they have out there, they they really feel they need to have some extra DBs out there for coverage because of the big plays they're giving up, or what exactly is the reason for that. Um, certainly Blake is the captain of the defense. He's calling all the plays. So if you take him off the field, you've got to have someone out there. And I think, I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, Campbell's a guy that has been with Coach Patton for a few seasons. He was uh, playing with him uh, when Patton was uh, coaching uh, with the Jets. So he knows the defense. So if there's someone else that uh, you know that could go out there and, and, and get guys lined up and call the plays, he might be a guy to keep an eye on to have the ability to do that. Uh, perhaps 
like Kenny Clark, if Blake Martinez has some opportunities to rotate off the field and he's not in there on every single defensive snap, that might be something that would do him some good in the long run as well. Yeah. Um, so, Wags, um, you know, we've touched on the offense. We've touched on the defense. Um, I, I'm curious to see how special teams comes into play here. J.K. Scott uh, had some struggles, I think, the last couple of weeks, no doubt about it. Uh, obviously, we're still 7-2, and two, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm expecting a pretty big bounce-back week at home for J.K. Scott. Hopefully, we don't have to see him very often. Um, I do think that we're going to need uh, Mason Crosby to continue the uh, excellent season that he's having. I think that uh, we're probably going to need to get a couple field goals out of him this week and in the cold weather at Lambeau. Uh, certainly never a sure thing, um, but uh, I, I see some improvement in some places. I, I see some places for where a need for improvement is. And certainly the punt return unit has had some challenges. Kick returns reasonably limited, but I, I feel comfortable with Trinlon Smith back there um, I, I thought that he fielded the ball pretty well, and uh, after uh, some of the challenges early in the year uh, out of uh, out of Shep back there, I think that uh, it's welcome just to see a guy cleanly field the ball and feel comfortable they're going to catch the ball. Um, but are there any keys to the game on the special teams that you see, and do you think that that could potentially tilt this game in the Packers' favor? <laughs> You're getting producer dozer all riled up here, Dave. Um, Is that Ron Zuck, Wags? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, special teams, honestly, I've got to tell you, I think um, it's, it's obviously Mason Crosby's having a heck of a season, so he can just keep doing what he's doing. J.K. Scott, I think he'll bounce back here. It will be interesting to see if he's wearing down a little bit as the season goes along or if he bounces back and he just had a couple of, of you know, up of down performances for him, but he's still one of the uh, statistically one of the top five punters in the game right now. Uh, so I, I have a lot of confidence in him. I think part of what he may be doing a little bit, I'm hoping it's just a little too much processing as it seems like he's been really working on um, his placement and his, um, and trying to, to get the ball a little bit more uh, in the corners, really working on his angles as well as his touch. Um, and instead of worrying about his pitching wedge, I say just get his driver out and boom him away. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, let's, let's work on the, the pitching wedge on the offseason, JK. Um, just boom away and, and hopefully he's okay. Um, from a return standpoint, honestly, Dane, uh, let's just bear catch the ball on punts. I'll be happy with that if we're not getting any penalties and, and having to move backwards. Um, that's a, a net positive right now. I think one of our buddies texted us that the Packers actually have a net negative yardage in their punt game this year, which is just astounding to me. Uh, yeah. So uh, we would actually be better off, folks, if we just spare caught the ball. And, and I'm really disappointed. I mentioned that I don't know what happened to this kid, Darius Jeffers. I don't think he looked comfortable and he really a weapon back there, and he had a great preseason, but once the bullets started flying, he just uh, unfortunately uh, was, for whatever reason, not able to get it done, and, and now he's been demoted. So, um, yeah, uh, coverage defense, uh, let's not give up any good big plays. I've been pretty nervous about that for this whole season. Luckily, there hasn't been any return touchdowns, but um, I would like to just 
see that lockdown, don't get any penalties, and, and kind of just uh, let the offense get out on the field and, and take over from there. Well, I think it's prediction time. Uh, we've talked about this offensive defense, special teams, and uh, uh, we think that the Packers could potentially have a pretty big bounce back week. So I'm kind of curious, uh, just looking at the, the entire board that we have here, and knowing what we know particularly about this Packer team, uh, how do you see this one shaking out? So I think the Packers score a lot of points this week, Dane. I, I really do. And I think the Panthers might score some points, but I, I really feel like we're going to uh, pull away and, and win this one comfortably. I, 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 I look at this game to be pretty similar to that Raiders game. Hopefully the score is not as close as, as the game is. Uh, that Raiders game it, it may have been a little bit closer than the final score indicated. I think score-wise it'll be pretty similar, but it won't be as close as um, as it definitely won't be as close as what the final score indicates um, at all. I, I look for us to pull away. I don't think this Panthers team is is really all that good. Um, we're going to get some turnovers um, and hopefully even a defensive touchdown, like I said earlier. That's going out on a little bit of a limb. Um, get this uh, a run game going again, and uh, then I think Devontae comes in and, and closes as a hammer <laughs> in the second half. Uh, MBS gets, gets the touchdown this week. I, so I really like uh, getting everyone involved. And um, I'm just going to go out there also before I say the score um, and say both podcasts that we did not get a, predict, a preview published for, uh, I'm sorry, folks, um, the Packers have lost. So I'll definitely make sure to get this one posted. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully, never again. <laughs> yeah, let's keep that trend going. Um, and so I'm going to go Packers 38, Panthers 17, and a big uh, home victory leading into our bye week in week 11. Wow, that's a huge score. I would be so happy if we could go into the bye week with that kind of win. Um, that I, I love the optimism. Uh, I also love one of the one of the team scores. I like the Panthers score on that one. I think that 17 is about right for Carolina this week, Wags. Um, I think that you're right again. Uh, a lot of this, I think you and I are in pretty uh, close agreement with how we see things shaking out. I think the Packers are able to run the ball, uh, and actually, I think this Green Bay offense is going to re- dominate the uh, the time of possession this week. Um, Aaron Jones is certainly the, uh, the, uh, the sexy pick, but I actually think Jamal Williams has a very big hand in this game as well. Um, maybe not as big a staff as Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams between the tackles, I think he busts off a couple of decent runs, but I also think that he's just a nice grinder in this offense when you need him to just take some minutes off the clock. Um, but they're a big duo this week. Devontae Adams helps move the chains. Um, and uh, I think the Packers win this football game 27-17. to 17. Uh, Mason Crosby with a couple timely field goals, one right before the end of the first half. Um, I think the Packers get that last touchdown there. Uh, and then they ice the clock. Uh, they, they probably, I think, you know what, Wags? I'm going to just call my shot. About five minutes left in the game. Packers are going to be up ten. And we're just going to run that clock out and dominate the game. Offensive line, huge bounce back. Cold weather, Lambeau Field hopping. The Packers get some time off. 
and uh, and then uh, really set themselves up for the stretch run. Yeah, and we're going to need this offensive line and Aaron Rodgers to be sharp and on top of their games this week because um, – and then in a few weeks when we play the 49ers because the Panthers and then not to look ahead, but the 49ers uh, get after the quarterback and they're the top two defenses in terms of uh, number of sacks per game in the NFL. So um, we'll have, we'll be tested there, but I think uh, uh, they'll definitely have our attention this week. And I have full confidence in this offensive line to bounce back. I, I believe this is one of the best offensive line uh, in both pass coverage and uh, rush offense in the league. And uh, I, I look for a nice, nice bounce back game there as well. Yeah, and uh, and one thing I'm really hoping for, and I'm hoping that uh, the Lambeau Field faithful gets to see in person, Alton Jenkins getting second level against Luke Keekley. That's a collision course right there. Uh, and I think that Alton Jenkins uh, is becoming a dominant offensive lineman as a very young man in his first year, and I don't use dominant very lightly, but I think he's just a heck of a football player. He's a shining example of what a rookie, you uh, hope a rookie can do. So I really want to see Alan Jenkins get to that second level. I want to see violent football this week for this offensive line. And uh, Packer fans, I expect to see the, the, the team run the ball the left side of that offensive line an awful lot. Uh, and uh, I'm just I'm excited, Wags, for Sunday. I want to get this terrible taste out of my mouth and watch the Packers do uh, what we expect them to do. Yeah, yeah, and let's stay healthy. This is as healthy as I can remember a team this late in the season for the Green Bay Packers in a long, long time. So let's stay healthy. Uh, this is a team that needs some rest. Um, so go out, get a big win, uh, get that timely buy, get some rest, and, and clean up any you know nagging minor injuries they may have and uh, get focused to uh, roll into those uh, last six games of the season. Um, and that's the script. Uh, let's go get it. Um, I, I, Dane, I'm, I know I'm a little bit more bullish than you, but uh, I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers uh, on the sideline with a, a cap on um, again, like we did see at the end of that Raiders game. Um, and uh, he can watch the last, uh, offensive possession um, with the Packers victory in hand. So, folks, if uh, you know you're enjoying these podcasts, we love doing them. We want to do this all the time. Um, you know, find us on on um, you know uh, wherever these podcasts are, but make sure you're you're rating us and uh, telling your friends and sharing it with your friends. And um, you know, find us on Instagram, Lombardi's Legends, uh, or, or Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, just uh, continue to share our stuff. Continue to like our social media. We like to be active on game day on Twitter. Uh, so just uh, please continue to do everything you can. But please rate us uh, and and uh, and just tell friends. We love doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And stay tuned. Um, although we uh, missed. Um, a preview episode last week and coming out maybe a, a little a day or two later than we have been for some other games this season with our uh, episode this week. Um, so we're shortening it up a little bit these last two weeks uh, just with our schedule. Um, but So thank you for hanging in there. We've got some, some really cool uh, episodes coming up. I, I expect that we'll do um, a recap of the game this week, win or lose. Um, and then we've got some some cool stuff coming up during the bye week. So um, stay tuned for that. 
Um, and um, I, I think uh, you guys are not going to want to miss uh, some special episodes that we've got uh, in the queue and ready to go uh, during that bye week as well. Yeah, so folks, we always like to end these podcasts the same way. So if you're, you know, um, you, you're, you're um, in co- your college dorm room or you're, uh, you know, uh, out there at work or driving to work, uh, we always like to do it the same way. So say it with us. Go, go pack, pack go. go.